Amanda Dixon hosts the biggest stories of the day tomorrow here on this same station. Listen for her on Utah's Morning News from 5 to 9 on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to A Woman's View on KSL News Radio. Such a treat this week to have Jill Atwood with me, Senior Communications Strategist for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Cassie Bingham is here, Assistant Director of the Center for Social Impact at Utah Valley University. And Sally Dietline is my guest, Executive Producer at Hale Center Theater. We were talking about behavioral issues with students. I saw an article on KSL.com that just, and I've heard this from teachers. K through 12 teachers who tell me they are seeing absenteeism and behavioral and just outbursts and attitudes that they've never seen before in their 20, 30 year teaching careers. What, what do you think about this, Sally? I, I come from a family of teachers. And so uh, one, uh, one especially is actively teaching right now in a uh, Spanish English um, situation uh, in one of the elementary schools. DCC has never seen it like this before. It's an interesting thing for people who mirror what we see, especially with young kids, um, you know, up to a certain point, they see behaviors and they mirror it. It becomes a kind of an experimentation for them. But they're seeing a lot of this unrest in the streets. The, the things that are happening in the stores is people are, are taking things and not having any comeuppance. And they're thinking, you know, I can get on that uh, bandwagon and do that and try my freedom and exerting myself. And I think a lot of that comes from just, you know, you keep somebody caged up for two, you know, a couple of years like we did with some of these kids through the pandemic. And they're just, you know, I'm, I'm tired of being locked up. I need to say what I need to say and I need to get out there. And it's not all nice. A disciplined life is a positive life rather than using it as a negative is a difficult thing, but I think we need to get there, that discipline in the way we conduct ourselves, respect in the way we live with our fellow human beings is a positive, not a negative. It's not a controlling thing. It's the way we move forward. You know, I saw, I don't know if it was a TikTok video or Instagram video that showed a student in a classroom throwing a shoe at the teacher in the front of the classroom refusing to admit it, refusing to apologize, then refusing to leave when the teacher asked her to leave until a police officer came and got her to leave. Now, I wonder, that thing was so outrageous, it might have been staged, but it did. It felt possible to me based on the stories that I've heard from teachers. Uh, over to you, Jill. Well, I think people in general, you know, just piggybacking off of everything that's said are are angry and have behavioral issues. I don't think it's just kids in school. We see it everywhere. We see it on the roads, we see it in work. Uh, social media is not helping, the political climate's not helping, the high cost of everything are not helping. So that stress is definitely there, that doomsday feeling. I mean, I feel it for my kids. I, I, I feel the stress of the world and that can't help but trickle down, okay? So I have two boys in high school. I have a junior and I have a freshman. My sweet little freshman, he's still the idealist, you know, but he feels the pressure. So he is running for student body secretary. They vote tomorrow, fingers crossed. But his whole platform is he wants students to feel welcomed, befriended. He wants to walk up to a student who's sitting alone at a lunch table and make sure they're okay and they're engaged. 
He wants kids to feel good and excited about coming to school. That's oh, you did. You platform. did something right there, Jill. That is his Bravo. whole platform. Oh, well, he's just a good soul. He's he's one of those that, you know, wants to help the homeless. And he's probably going to be a social worker. I'm sure of it. He wants to help everybody. But that's that is his whole platform because he feels exactly what we're talking about. And he sees it. So there you go. I understand this. I mean, I remember the stress of those coming of age experiences. You know, mm-hmm. you have high school graduation. What will I do? And then if you if you get to go to college, will I will I be able to get good enough grades? How will I pay for everything? But then I look at the strongest job market in my lifetime. At least, you know, college graduates should know if you want a job, you can get one. I mean, I think that that 2% unemployment in Utah tells you if you want to work, there is no excuse. There are jobs aplenty in them, and that should take some stress off. But I don't think I don't think it is. But do they want those jobs? That's what I'm hearing. So many jobs go unfilled. They there's this sense of entitlement just just from my purview of wanting to work from home or wanting the easy buck or, you know, I, in in some ways the pandemic created that because we all went virtual. So there's so many different opportunities that you don't even see where people are making money and the jobs that we really need filled are going are going unfilled. Yeah. Yeah. I told my boys when they were little, you can't be a YouTube star, okay? So take that out of here. You're not gonna be a YouTube star. So My youngest is a YouTube star. That's oh, another really? thing. He wants to save the world and be a YouTuber. So there you go, <laughs> spread kindness. Do you see less stress, Cassie, in a, in a job market like this? as the kids are, are coming from high school and also coming from college? Well, I think I have a skewed sample because we do a lot of professional development at the center I work at at oh. UVU. And, and yeah. the students that I work with who we hire are, are high achieving students. They get full ride scholarships to work with us. Um, but I will say, I, I've noticed just across the board, you know, the similar things. And we can look at the statistics of jobs going, you know, unfilled. Um, I think that they're, I think it's a balance. I think there is, you know, some entitlement for sure. I think we live in a very materially wealthy Western country, you know, and we probably don't know yet <laughs> the real rub. I, I lived for a year in Uganda, Africa. And so, you know, I know what it looks like when people really don't have access to jobs and really don't. On the other hand, I think that during the pandemic, a lot of people were seeing the wide, wide, wide wealth gaps in our country and the exploitation that happens to produce those wealth gaps, right? There's a handful of billionaires who own more money than like billions of people, right? There's like 10 billionaires who own more money than than billions of people. And so I think that that psychologically setting in for people and then the pandemic further, you know, showing that that gap in ability to access material, uh, you know, safety, and then the pandemic being led by this uh, or, or followed by this inflation and the high cost of living, I think people are psychologically exasperated. And so when some of the jobs that are open are paying $12, $13 an hour, when really, if you look at the, the cost of living compared to what the minimum wage should be, minimum wage should be like $26 an hour. Oh. Yeah, I feel, I feel that. Let me let me take another quick break. Uh, back in a moment. This is a woman's view on KSL News Radio.